When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are listening to the E2C Network, where the Auburn family speaks. Warrior Auburn fans, welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion, part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson, and I'm also here with my buddy Jared Davis. It's time to start hating on some LSU Tigers, the other Tigers across the, they're not across, across the country, they're just down in the bayou down there in Louisiana. But we don't like those Tigers. We like our Auburn Tigers instead. Jared, how much are you going to hate on LSU this week? Um, If I knew a lot of LSU fans, I would do it pretty pretty a lot. Um, <laughs> I know they can be kind of kind of crazy, but I don't know a lot of LSU fans. Um, I do know that, you know, when they play us, they still chant Tiger meat, which just sounds kind of weird because we're yeah. also the Tigers. So, yeah, that doesn't make uh, sense. It doesn't make sense at all, but uh, a lot of things about college football chants do not. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm excited about it. Uh, I, we'll talk more about it. I, I think this is probably one of our, a, a, and I know I realize we just barely beat Georgia State, but I think this is probably one of our better chances to win in that streak down there, and that says more about them than us, in my opinion. But I think this is a good opportunity to go ahead and end that streak. Yeah, I think the the things kind of fighting against us this, this game is we – are playing at eight o'clock at night that's a really late i mean that's nine eastern time for us people in atlanta so it's like dude people people at lsu are going to be nuts in an evening game like that or at least i'd imagine they are um but from what i've kind of gathered i was i was looking up lsu and kind of where the fan base is at they're kind of at a similar spot to auburn as far as they've beaten teams that they probably should have beaten and then they they did lose to UCLA, which I think they thought they could have beaten in week one. But now UCLA is you know, ranked number 20th. They're a pretty good team. So I feel like they, they've got a lot to be wanted. There's there's more out there that they're, they're just like, we've got so much talent here. Why aren't we performing at such a high uh, – I mean, especially since two years ago they won a national championship. Like, they're just like, where – I don't know. There's a lot left to be on, you know, wanted with them, if that makes sense. Yeah, they're loaded with talent. I mean, that they should, you know, they are very similar to Auburn. I mean, they are, you know, there's potential they could go undefeated, and there's potential they could go seven and five. They are very, very similar to what we are. But to me, they shouldn't be because, you know, we battle up against Georgia and Alabama for recruits, and so we sometimes they get the five, sometimes we get the fours. LSU's getting whatever they want because no, there is no competition in state out there. That state has a lot of talent. They also are able to go into Texas and say, hey, we're in the SEC. Um, so, yeah, they are pretty much get whoever they want. And I don't understand why, you know, not to the level of – because they have had recent success, but, you know, your FSUs and Texas and UCLA's, how do those teams struggle? Because the talent around them, LSU's way better than those teams. But I do wonder why they're not more consistent. Yeah. Because they really have pretty much everything – You they get whatever they want, basically. Yeah, yeah. I think that's – 
I mean, they're getting most of the top players that they want. Um, and, and I mean, I, I'm starting to think this kind of comes down to coaching because there's, I mean, when you have such high level of talent, like you should expect to have teams that are that that level of talent. So if you get a, you know, I think about this recruiting classes wise. So if you get a recruiting class of, you know, ranked fifth in the country, well, over time you should probably get around fifth at some point during the season in the rankings because you know, hypothetically you have the you know players to do it. Now, of course, that comes down to players, you know, gelling well together and coaching staffs as well. But I think that kind of shows you the weak point at LSU seems to be the coaching staff. I mean, last year, I think it was around, or this year, they have six new assistant coaches. So they had a lot of turnover in the assistant coaches. So lots of things that are changing at LSU. And I think that that they're still adjusting to that. And I, I think this is, for them, kind of their own growing pains, even though they still have Coach O over there. And uh, that's why I say we're kind of in the same boat here. Some same record. I feel like Auburn has some stuff that we've done well, but we've also had some stuff that we want to work on and continue to get better. So I think this will be a a really good way to see kind of where Auburn's at, especially in a good you know Baton Rouge environment. Um, that I, I think Auburn. I mean, if anything, they kind of showed when they're at Penn state, they didn't let the 107,000 fans there intimidate them. And, uh, they're going to have about that many down in Baton Rouge, um, at LSU. Um, I did want to get your, your thoughts on this. I mean, what's kind of, if you had to put a percentage on it, like how, how likely do you think we are to win down in Baton Rouge? Uh, I think it's probably 50, 50 and I can't, I, I would never put it that high down in Baton Rouge, but um, I, again, I think it's more about where they are than us. I, I think we are super similar, you know, up and except for last game, I, I would, I said, Hey, we're going to be able to run on them. And I still think we will. I think our offensive line just fell asleep last game, but I think we're going to be able to run on them and their offensive line is bad. Um, I saw a little bit of them against Mississippi state. I had heard about it. It's pretty bad. Mm. Um, think like last year, Auburn. Wow. Bad. Now, can they get that fixed? Yeah, because they probably have talented guys who are just missing assignments. So they may not look bad against us. But if that continues, that is – look, our biggest flaw is our secondary. And if we can – if we're going up against a bad offensive line and can put pressure, that helps our biggest flaw. So yeah. the only problem I'm worried about um, is uh, Butte for them is better than Dotson for Penn State. And if we let him run free like we did Dotson, it'll be a long night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Butte already has uh, what is it like eight touchdowns. The dude is lighting up scoreboards, and that that's more touchdown passes than Bo Nix has this year. Like that's a lot of touchdowns uh, through four games. So uh, I think if I was coach, I would put Roger McCreary, our number one defensive back, on him and say, "This is your guy. You're following him around. Harass him. Beat him." And I, I think that's the way that you do it. Um, we can't have, like you mentioned, guys like Penn State running around free. Like, we're if that happens, they're going to put up a lot of points on us, and that's that's going to be hard to come back from. Um, one other a guy that I, I wanted to talk about is their quarterback, Max Johnson. Uh, he has 15 touchdowns. He does have three interceptions, so that ratio is pretty good. 
Uh, he is lining up the scoreboard, but I, I think there's a, a pass-heavy nature that LSU has this year. So they're going to be passing the ball a lot. Um, and I'd expect that against us because their leading running back right now is Corey Kiner, and he only has 144 yards total this whole season. And I think Tank's probably gotten that or close to it in one game. Yeah. So that kind of shows you where the the offense for LSU is kind of shifted to is more of we're going to pass the ball a lot and we're going to score lots of points. Um, now they've kind of faced similar opponents to Auburn. They faced uh, McNeese, Central Michigan, and uh, their tough battle against Mississippi State. They lost against all, or they they won all three of those games. Sorry, um, but I still think we have a good shot. At winning down in Baton Rouge, I don't know if it's fifty fifty. <laughs> I would love for it to be fifty fifty, but I don't know. I'll give it like thirty thirty seventy. I think that's we have a thirty percent chance of winning down in Baton Rouge. Um, and the line, honestly, kind of if you look at the bet, you know where bets are placed right now, it's uh, right at uh, three point five points. So really, usually about three points is kind of like home field advantage. So. Really, that's about as even as you could probably get down in Baton Rouge. Um, so I, I give us a, a good shot. I'm not placing money on that. I'm not holding my breath. Um, <laughs> no, that's I believe it when I see it. What well, it's been since 1999. So yeah, which was still 19 years after Georgia won their last national championship. Mm, but little jab, um, love it. <laughs> has nothing to do with Georgia. So I like throwing that in. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it's been a long time, so I won't believe that until, I mean, Gus went down there and got up 21, nothing and lost. So, you know, there's some voodoo going on down there. We, we, we need to wait till the very last second before we celebrate that. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. Um, I did want to talk about one thing that Kurt Herdspreet, um, I think it was on college game day. Uh, he had mentioned something when he was making his prediction about last week's game. And, and he was just saying, like, he, he was essentially concerned about LSU's culture with uh, the players really wanting to win. Now, I do think, I mean, they won their game against Mississippi State. But I think this, and I was reading some actually LSU uh, articles about this, was, and it sounds like it has some substance to it, is the LSU players are, uh, I don't know, maybe focused more on, going to the next level into the NFL than actually playing well while they're in college. I don't know if that's true. If it is true, then there there's gotta be, I mean, there's going to be some, there's going to be some big issues going on at LSU, but I don't, I honestly don't think that, I mean, LSU at a flip of a switch, I think could easily come back and win most of their games this season, because again, they've got the talent too, but I, I, I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that they will because I, I think there's a lot that they've got to figure out before they get there um, and win most of the games. Um, I did want to go into our players to watch. Jared, who on offense are you going to be watching um, for Auburn in this uh, matchup against <laughs> LSU? Do we even need to have this question for this game? It's got to be TJ and Bo. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, who's going to be the guy? And yeah. and whoever I don't you know I'm messing with you AJ the the obvious one here is TJ or Bo yeah I I I think um who's gonna be the guy 
and are they going? How are they going to play? And we talked about this off air. I think if we see, I think it's possible we see both, but I also think if we see both, it's not a good sign because I think that we're going to go in there, whoever we choose, we're going to hope they are successful. Hmm. And let's say it's TJ and he plays very well, we won't see both, and that means we may win the ball game. Um, and vice versa. So I think uh, if if we do wind up seeing both of them, it's not going to be a good sign. Unless we just have the absolute plan. This is something Spurrier used to do is, hey, look, I'm giving you each each a series and, and we'll go with the hot hand. So maybe that could be the option. But um, that's got to be it. I think it's got to be those guys. Uh, who, who's it going to be? And then once we choose how well they play. Yeah, because I, I was thinking about that too. I, I want to say depending on who comes in, I think we see both. And I I personally view that as a good thing because then, then that, you know, essentially tells both TJ and Bo, like I've got a legit fighting chance at getting this position past, you know, past the LSU game, even like if you play well here, you have not only won over the coaches, but I think you've won over part of the fan base if TJ is able to come in and play well. And of course, we got the you know cool storyline of TJ uh, potentially in his first starting game, maybe playing down at Baton Rouge. But I I think I don't know if I had to place money on it, I'd say we go back to Bo. And I think TJ does still have a good shot. I mean, like I think it's close. It's close. There's a lot of good things that TJ did, um, and you can listen to our review on the previous podcast. But the I think TJ did a lot of good things that helped lead this team down the field. And it wasn't just the you know winning drive. It was even the drive before that where the drive stalled out when Tank fumbled it. So I I I think momentum, I think most people think right now TJ Finley has the momentum and he's got a lot of things going for him. But you also gotta think, like Bo did pretty well at Penn State. He he made a couple mistakes but he handled a big environment very well and kept his head on his shoulders, which again, it kind of feels weird. Like thinking about that versus what we saw against like Georgia state last week. And now I feel like Bo seemed frazzled for a lot of the game. Like he, he didn't know exactly what was going on. So I feel like that that's kind of weird. Um, so I think both of those are good picks. I mean, any, any of the quarterbacks really, uh, who's, who's, who's it going to be? Leave it to Auburn. It would be, and I don't predict this to happen. It would be Auburn to <laughs> take us so long to do it, and we do it with an LSU transfer. Huh, yeah, like, it took an LSU transfer to go down to Baton Rouge and win. But whatever it takes, right? I don't care yeah. who does it. And and I think uh, I think that's something that Auburn fans have been wanting is making that hard decision. And I, I, we've made the hard decision. And Harson made the right decision. It won us the game. And, and honestly, whoever comes out between you know first snap of the game, I I'm gonna put their my trust in that Harson knows what he's doing because so far he hasn't let me down with uh, knowing who should be in there for quarterback. So I think TJ could be it, but I could also see Bo stepping out there for the first snap and being the starter. So it'll come down to. I feel like how the player, you know, how they play this week in practice and kind of how that fits into how we kind of mesh what we want to do on offense with what TJ and Bo offer. And I think if you can figure out that, 
that'll determine how well TJ and Bo are playing, but also what you want to do against LSU. Uh, uh, my guy on offense, I think I'm going to go back to Tank because he, he was a little bit underwhelming this last game, which is weird to say. But I think Tank, if I hope he comes back and is 100% if he truly was kind of questionable for this game. Um, so I, I hope he comes back and he's he comes out firing. Um, let's talk about defensive players to watch for Auburn. Uh, Jared, who are you going to be watching for defense? Um, I think you kind of mentioned it earlier with uh, Roger McCreary. I think I'm going to keep an eye on him because mm. I'm with you. I would, I know it doesn't fit our normal plan, but I would, I would match him up on Butte, you know, as much as possible. And uh, really, that's going to be the key. I mean, <clears throat> it is cool for Butte that he has that many touchdown catches. It's not cool for LSU. Because uh, I think that uh, after watching them, he is their offense. Mm-hmm. So if you can somehow shut that down, it doesn't mean we're going to win the ball game. I don't want anybody to think that. I'm not. I'm not a crazy homer here. Uh, but I think if you do shut him down, you have a really good chance of winning. And it's not an easy task. He's very talented, and he's a big. He's a, he. He looks like all the LSU receivers that you imagine for the past ten years. Yeah. Um. Big kind of a bigger frame. So yeah, I think if we somehow shut him down, I think I like our chances, and and that's going to follow on, you know, put our best up against their best. Yeah, I think that's that's very true, and and I'm going kind of with the same thing. I think our secondary is going to be stressed some during this game, and one of the guys that I I, I saw some weaknesses in in pass coverage was Smoke Monday. So I, I'm going to keep an eye on him. I, I think he's probably going to have uh, he he honestly might get picked on a little bit. If they go back and watch some film on this Georgia State game, which they will, LSU will go look at that, they'll say Smoke is a weakness in our secondary. They as far might as pass go coverage. watch film. Orgeron apparently doesn't even interview coaches. <laughs> Last year he said something about not even interviewing. He's going to start doing that this year. So who knows what Ed, Ed Orgeron's going to do. But, yeah, they probably are going to watch film. Yeah, I, I would think so. At least some of their analysts, maybe players. Who knows? <laughs> some of the analysts. Hey, Auburn fans, I want to take a quick timeout from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs, especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C Network Booster, exclusive communications, and bonus content that is available nowhere else. If you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one, please head on over to patreon.com slash E2C Network to join the E2C Network Booster Club. You can also get there by going to our website, E2Cnetwork.com slash support. Whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our E2C Network family. Well, that's it. Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode. Let's talk about special teams here. Uh, who are you going to be watching on special teams? Um, Probably the 
honestly probably the uh the punt block group because they've done that twice this year i know that's a whole unit there but the people up on the line they've done it twice and they won the game for us last week so if the offense is struggling again it might take a play like that we're going to need it um you know, I would say Johnson at punt return, but we keep moving people around because he fumbled one last week. We don't need that to happen. So I'm going to mm-hmm. go with the whole unit on the uh, uh, the punt block unit. Yeah, I was kind of thinking along the same lines. Like, I feel like it's it's probably going to be come down to Auburn's punter versus their punter. Like, I, I just have a feeling this game might be low scoring and kind of in the 20s range. So I'm going to go with Oscar because Oscar has not let me down so far and uh, been been producing some really good punts. So if he continues to do that, I, I that's a good sign. That's a good sign for Auburn. Um, not that he's punting. I think that's bad. That's a bad sign. But if we do have to punt, Oscar Chapman is going to be my guy. I was about to say Anders Carlson. I was just thinking about this because think about his brother, Daniel Carlson. He won us the game with like five field goals. Do you remember that? Like mm-hmm. he was the only guy who scored field goals or any points. And mm-hmm. so I was kind of thinking about that, but honestly, if we come down to that, whoo, bad. Um, let's go into our score predictions, Jared. We have uh, preseason both predicted that LSU would win. You said LSU would win by seven, and I predicted LSU would win by three points. Are you switching that at all? I know you mentioned you were you know fifty fifty about it, but any any you know changes to that now that we're up to game week? It's amazing what a good night's sleep will do. Uh, we're we're filming this on we're doing this on Sunday. <laughs> a good night's sleep will do because I, after during the Georgia State game, I didn't think we'd beat anybody else. I I think we beat LSU. Um, I I'm gonna say probably twenty three seventeen. I think we win. So, wow. So, like, a six-point win? Dude, that would be an incredible matchup if we would end up keeping them to 17 points with with how how I feel like their offense can match up well against our defense. This is all pending on their offensive line still being as bad as it has been. If they fix that, we could be in trouble. But if yeah. their offensive line is what they've been, with the one game I watched and the – I heard some analysts on SEC Network talking about how poor it had been. Um, it looked bad. I mean, it looked it looked bad. I mean, Mississippi State was getting pressure on on you know Max the whole game. Yeah, and I would love to see that. And if I think Eku Leota and TD Moultrie, we were getting some decent pressure, and there were a couple of times where Georgia State even last game was struggling, and we've gotten at times some pressure. But we haven't gotten consistent pressure, which I think, Jared, we I forgot to even mention this, but uh, the percentage of passing, I think, went down to 50% for their... Whoa! Yeah. That's so, awesome. So that was something... That was an improvement. I mean, I don't think that he's that great of a passer, but we it, we did it. Yeah, they, they didn't beat us on the pass game, or, or almost beat us. And, and I will say, I know we're talking LSU now, but, um, man, we did get pressure. But they had one where we had him in the backfield you know, swarmed up and he got out of it and got a 10 yard gain. Yeah. And I, I, I almost lost it. So did, we, when that, we get, yeah. when we get back there, we got to bring them down. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I predicted Auburn would lose to LSU by three points. Like my gut's still telling me we lose. So I'm going to stick with my, I think we lose by three points. 
I, I think it's going to be kind of similar to what your score is, but maybe flip the other way. And, uh, I mean, I would love to be proven wrong, though. Uh, if we can win this one, man. Like, okay, so, Jared, back in college, you may laugh at me for this, and I still sometimes do it, is the week of the LSU game, I ate a corn dog. <laughs> at some point. Sometimes the Friday before. It just depends on, you know, when I want a corn dog. But that that was a winning, like, winning little tradition for me. So I might have to bring that back. Maybe stop. <laughs> <laughs> if you're doing that before the game, let's try something different. Let's wait till we win. If we win, then you can eat a corn dog. <laughs> okay. That sounds good. Um, I'll hold off for this week. Yeah, we're, we're like three and seven the last 10 games against them and we, we know how bad we are down in baton rouge so um let's eat you you can have a pig in the blanket if you need if you need <laughs> some type of pork wrapped in uh, bread um but wait till after the game to eat a corn dog can you do that i think i can hold off okay all right good that. deal <laughs> all right everybody on the podcast we're gonna hold him to we're gonna check in with AJ next week and see if he did that. Yeah, definitely. Check in with me. Make sure I didn't, by chance, just see the corn dog and was like, I got to eat this. <laughs> if you start having an attack and you need a corn dog, call me, man. I will. Day, day or night. I will. <laughs> I'll, I'll be there to chat. Good, good. Um, let's transition to our final segment of the day, an Auburn fan perspective of the SEC. This was uh, some good SEC play. Uh, not the best but some pretty good games going on. Uh, we had a couple boring games. Georgia beat Mandy 62 to nothing. They got a shutout. Good job. It's Mandy. They also suck. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, Alabama beat Southern Miss. Okay. And again, kind of another boring game. Um, and then we get into, you know, slightly more interesting ones. Florida did beat Tennessee. Um, and then uh, a pretty close one there was kind of, you know, the bottom of the SEC East is Kentucky and South Carolina. And uh, Kentucky was, uh, man, they barely squeaked out that win, 16-10. to 10. I mean, that is such an odd score, I feel like, in the modern football era, is to have only 16-10. to 10. Only 26 points were scored during that game. I mean, that blows my mind that both teams just couldn't put points on the scoreboard like that. It's just crazy. When when I feel like the norm is now, oh, if you're not scoring twenty or thirty points, like you're not winning the game. <laughs> yeah, two of the more boring teams to watch in the SEC are Kentucky and Texas A and M. I mean, it's just so boring. They they're very usually sound and solid, but uh, it's just boring to watch. But yeah, Kentucky's what now? I think four and zero. You know, good for them. It's not easy to win a road game, and but yeah, it was yeah that that was not a lot of points. Yeah. Um. One of the more shocking ones, and maybe I'm just, I don't know too much about Boston College, but Missouri lost to Boston College. Boston College, guys. Like, Missouri. Can we kick Missouri out of the SEC already? <laughs> like, <laughs> holy crap. I, I don't know anything about Missouri. That's sad. But, yeah, I would. you would think you would think they would beat Boston College, I guess. Uh, of course, you would think Auburn wouldn't struggle with Georgia State. It's, it's <laughs> a weird too. It's just a weird year. I mean, there is literally not any great teams. I mean, uh, well, people want to say Alabama and Georgia, and I do think they are great, but the Clemson win for Georgia doesn't look as good anymore. No. So then you're, now you're saying, okay, well, they beat UAB, Vandy, and South Carolina. They've beaten the people on their schedule, and they've dominated after Clemson, so that's mm -hmm. all you can ask of them. Yeah. 
I don't know what we got. There's teams struggling all over America right now. Yeah, I mean, and that kind of shows. I mean, in the recent AP poll that just got released, Auburn only moved up one spot, which I mean, for barely beating Georgia State. But I feel like even moving up, I mean, it. it I don't know. Like, I honestly thought after that performance, like we kind of stay where we're at, or maybe even drop a spot or two. And so it kind of shows you, like, there's just not great football um, that that's kind of going on. And maybe it's teams just adjusting back to the normal schedule. I don't know. I'd love to, you know, look back, you know, even in a few games and kind of see where teams at and uh, where the other teams kind of bubbling up to. Because right now there's really not a whole lot of, wow, this team is definitely the number one team. Or this team is, I mean, Alabama's great. Okay, Georgia's great. And I think maybe Penn State, I mean, they just jumped up to number four. I think they're kind of thrown into that conversation. So I think there's there's a lot of teams that are kind of right below. And there's teams that are going to, in the next few weeks, kind of make their charge towards the top and make it into the playoffs. Um, the final game I want to talk about uh, for the SEC, uh, number 16, Arkansas, placing, uh, facing uh, Texas A&M. Uh, they can, they showed in the stadium uh, a few plays from this. Uh, I was kind of keeping up with it because it was going on about the same time Auburn's was. Arkansas, their quarterback is really solid. I think he might have got injured. Don't quote me on that. He uh, did, but he came back. Okay. So, hey, Arkansas, man. I mean, how weird is it, Jared? Like, we're scared of Arkansas more than Texas a and or at least I am. I'm, I'm personally more scared about Texas a- Arkansas over Texas A&M this season. Is that weird? No. I mean, I, right now, I would say, as of right now, I'd say we, and I'm not saying we beat any, but I would say our chances to beat LSU and A&M on the road are higher than beating Arkansas and Ole Miss. So hmm. uh, that's crazy to say, but Ole Miss is at home. Arky's on the road. That's going to be tough. So, I, yeah, I, right now, I'd give us a better chance to beat LSU and A&M, which is just silly to say. That is weird. I mean, that, that, uh, I mean, Arkansas has turned things around and, and they're a tough football team. Like everything I've seen has just shown me they're tough and gritty. Like they will, they will just beat you in the trenches. And I'm thinking when Auburn faces Arkansas, we're going to have to step up our game in the, in the trenches because that, I mean, that's something that Harson and, and his staff have kind of preached is we need to be tough on in the trenches. So we, we're going to have to, that's going to be a big challenge for us um, facing Arkansas. All right. So I want to talk about something non sec, but I feel like we've mentioned them almost every week because I think Clemson is not great and it's proving itself. It's weird. They're two and two right now, two and two. I, I was thinking today, I'm like, if they played Auburn schedule, I don't know if they have a winning record. That is um, nuts. I mean, it's feasible. Auburn doesn't wind up with a winning record. I mean, it's a tough schedule, and I've I've, I've seen some of Clemson's games and just their stat lines, and they're they're not just they're bad. I mean, they're a bad team right now. I mean, they're they're going to turn it around, but right now they're a bad team. They're I think they're ranked twenty fifth, and yeah. yeah, I mean, I think that's that's let's be honest, a team performing as they have would not be ranked if they weren't named Clemson or Alabama. So. um yeah, it's uh, it's interesting times. I thought NC State would beat them just after seeing how Clemson had performed against Georgia Tech, um, and you know couldn't get anything going against Georgia at all. And I think they struggled a little bit with their kind of smaller team they played too. So it's just weird times. Oklahoma, I think won their first game 
in like 15 years with only scoring 20 points or something. I mean, they're mm, usually man. putting up, you know, 40 and 50. Yeah. So, um, you know, Ohio State struggled with Akron almost going into halftime. <laughs> and, and, and we destroyed Akron. So, just weird times. Yeah, very weird. I mean, and, and one weird stat that I saw out there for Clemson, they, they had been in the top 10 for 97 straight weeks. 97 straight weeks. Is that good? That's pretty darn good. I saw it, it, it like rivaled Bama at, at their longest streak. So that is crazy. I mean, that is just top performance, long time, multiple years, just being really good. Yeah, I don't get it. But here's the thing I will say. This is really what's supposed to happen. When you lose so much talent to the NFL, they're supposed to be rebuilding. Alabama has changed that. I have my thoughts on how, but they have changed that. And so it kind of baffles people now. But when you lose so much talent, you're not – the college game is supposed to be set up for a little bit of parity. You can only keep kids for four years. Yeah. You know, so, um, yeah, this is really what should happen. And that, maybe not this big of a drop-off, but, um, you know, they'll be back. Yeah, I think they will be back. Now, I can just hope that Alabama is the next team that does this. <laughs> Probably yeah. not. Probably not. Let's be honest. Probably not. Probably not. Yeah, they got. Uh, I think they're vulnerable to the run this year, but you know they're they're going to be tough. I mean, it's, you're not going. I I don't see who they lose to in the season. Maybe us because Jordan Hare's magic, but yeah, Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas could be a game for them because Alabama struggles with the the run. Yeah, yeah, they do. Um, Jared, any other final thoughts about uh, going into LSU or any other games you want to talk about? Uh, nope. Uh, I'm going to have to drink a lot of coffee, though, because <laughs> 9 o'clock is late for me. So it's going to be a late night. Hopefully it's an exciting night. And, um, yeah, I guess uh, we'll just we'll just see if we were able to figure out our issues and go down there and try to get a W. All right. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm hoping. I mean, even though I predicted us to lose, I feel like we do have a, a fighting chance. And that's more than a, a, than a, a lot of teams. That I think you'd be okay with you'd be okay if your prediction's wrong, wouldn't you? Oh, I'd be sad. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's hope your prediction's wrong and do not eat corn dogs. Yeah, I'm not eating corn dogs this week. So, guys, okay. if you if, if Eric finds me eating my wife eating con, uh, corn dog this week, I will uh, I'll take the blame for this loss. Yes, but I'll have her put it on Facebook so we can all comment <laughs> blaming you. Yes, blame me. Um, Jerry, before we get out of here, how can the people stay in touch with you? Uh, speaking of Facebook, that's how you can keep in touch. Just find me there under Jared Davis. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at A-J-A-Y, J-A-Y underscore. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle. War Eagle. Thank you for tuning in today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.